Hi, I'm Sherry Fella, the founder of Bloombase. And I'm Allison Lochran, partner at Bloombase. Welcome to the Power 2 podcast. On this podcast, we explore power from a feminine perspective, how it shows up in and with people from diverse experiences. We want to explore how, when, and why humans feel powerful, and when they don't, how to get there. Power 2 is personal power, the ability to choose our own states and behaviors. Our intent with this conversation isn't just to have an intriguing conversation. Our intent is to have an impactful one, one that opens up possibility and may even change behaviors. Welcome to Power 2. Sherry, here we are. We are actually, I'm already laughing. Oh, because that was just such a deep exhale. I know. Right. That deep exhale was the finish. It was me exhaling 2020. And it's it's actually December 31st when we're recording this, which feels right to me. And I also have to tell you, you know, as we talked about this podcast, sort of our um, reflection and turn toward 2021, when I started thinking about questions and what we thought, you know, what I might ask you and, and what we might talk about, what I what really kept coming to my brain was, I do not want to give any more energy to 2020. <laughs> like, seriously, I have maybe a couple questions about it. Okay. But number um, one, I've lived a lot of it with you. Yes. For sure. I think there are some things to touch on. You might have some thought-provoking questions for me, but I just really found myself frustrated even thinking about it. Yeah. And one thing I've learned from you is that when things feel hard, that is definitely a signal to just put them down. So. I love that. You're so clear. I totally trust your clarity. I don't, I don't really have any big bones to lay on you in 2020. Plus, I'll be honest, if, I don't know if anyone else listening to this feels this way. We've been down the gratitude path of, yes, we know there were positive things in 2020. Yeah, we, you know what? Okay, I'm with you. I'm, <laughs> I'm done. I'm just done with it. Right. But before, before we start, it's now, we're a couple hours away from the new year which means we're a couple hours from celebrating your first anniversary officially with Blue Bays. <gasps> that's an, I want to, that's absolutely something I'm grateful for this past year as you all. Oh my God. Cheers. I am just as grateful for you taking the chance on me too. Cheers. What a year to begin your entrepreneurial. <laughs> right. If I can survive this as a newborn entrepreneur, surely I can survive anything. I mean, oh my God, that's so true. I don't right. even know what to say about that. It's so nuts. Right. Like all those fears I had in my head, just even thinking about making that leap. Yeah. I was, I wholeheartedly wanted to, but you know, there was a lot of uncertainty and fear. The universe was like, hey, guess what? really really hard (laughs) harder than you ever imagined no it was like all the things you're worried about hold my beer right (laughs) exactly yeah those are gonna seem like child's play (laughs) it's like oh you're so cute worrying about your financial stability you have no idea what's coming so funny (laughs) wow great point Uh, God, I needed that laugh. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Great point. That's good. So, so do we want to spend a little time? Do you have a couple questions that you want to explore as we, to your point, you know, we know 2020, horrible, 2020, trying to find the gratitude in it. Is there anything you want to explore? 
No. <laughs> that was a big sigh too. Well, I say that because we have spent so much time together apart. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that's, that's like the mantra of 2020 together apart. Right. Like I have hated not being with you and have loved being with you in the ways we could. Mm-hmm. And, and I think anyone would say that about our loved ones. Right. But I don't know. No, I really don't have anything I want to explore because I think we've explored it. Plus this was like a year that was 20 years long. Right. It d- didn't, didn't it feel that way? Like every month more ponderous than the next. Yeah. And I think of like the big losses we had. I mean, never mind the awful loss of the pandemic itself that so many people are experiencing it. I think of the loss of RBG or unexpected, like Kobe Bryant. Like, I can't believe those things happened this year. That feels like 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. The fires in Australia. Yeah. Or California. Right. I mean, just loss after loss after loss. It was like, yeah, it was like the universe was completely drunk. (laughs) And we were too, maybe. I don't know. Or maybe I needed to be more so. I don't know. But I I can only speak for myself, but definitely. Goodness. That's a great point. And honestly, what an exercise. This has been a masterclass in trying to wrestle out some semblance of gratitude from everything, which I'm also super tired of doing. I just actually want to be grateful for something and not have to feel like I'm forcing myself to find it. Right. Oh God, that's well said. Like, I just cannot, I don't want to have to dig this deep for gratitude in 2021, frankly. I totally get it. Here's a question I did want to ask. What did you learn about me this year? Oh my God, I love that. Wow, I wasn't expecting that. What did I learn about you this year? The thing that keeps bubbling up in different ways for me is, I don't know that I, it's something new, but I think it's something that was absolutely reinforced and now there's zero question about it, is that you are absolutely heart-led and are all heart, despite your greatest story about not being so. (laughs) That was my greatest story for sure about myself. Mm -hmm. I think that, that has been absolutely clarified. And the other thing is, is that you're fierce, there's no question, but because you're heart-led, you have a lot of softness you don't let very many people see. You're always happy, you're always ready, you're always uplifting to be around, you know? But it's, I think it's the quiet moments, especially given how hard this year has been, that I have really, really cherished. As much as I know you've really not wanted to hold the quiet, which I get to. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would say. I appreciate that. I would say, I think, I'm going to answer this, by the way. God, uh, I'm going to get another drink. Because <laughs> uh, I, I hadn't really thought of this. This was my question for you. But I think that sort of along the same lines of you, I, I knew this about you already and something I admired about you. But your capacity, maybe just that word, capacity for whatever it is, you know, for holding things for other people, for holding your own emotions, for holding fear, for holding joy. Like, it's just staggering. Like, there's nothing you cannot sit in with yourself, with other people. 
it is huge and powerful and deep and wide. It's enormous. I aspire wow. to that. Wow. I don't know what to say to that except thank you. That's a beautiful reflection. I hope that's the case. I mean, I trust you when you say that. You give me a lot of grace in the moments where I can't hold it, though, too. Are you crying yet? I am a little teary. I'm kind of been, it's as I was telling you earlier before we started, it's just been one of those, how perfect. Like This last day of 2020 is like the whole year in one day with all the emotions for different reasons. So, right. Yeah. I'm glad this year will be over. And I'm also glad we had it. I'm not glad we had all the hard stuff. Well, or maybe I am. I don't know. I don't want to do it again. I'll put it that way. I don't want to undo it, but I also don't want to do it again. Mm -hmm. That's how I'm feeling about 2020. So was there anything on your 2020 list, even though we both don't want to, don't want to give it any more energy that you were specifically wanting to ask about? Well, the, the thing I was journaling about for myself this morning was how much I think and thought I was present for most of the day each day. That's been a real intentional practice for me for a while. But this year I felt like was like, to your phrase, masterclass of presence building. Like you had to force yourself to be present. You couldn't think about how horrible last week was or how horrible the next week might be or what might change. Like we would joke and say at 8 a.m. in the morning, see at noon for a new plan, you know? (laughs) So I just wonder for you, have you noticed your presence you know, have you noticed your ability to be or not to be present shift at all as a result of 2020? Or how does that land with you? Hmm. That's an interesting question. My initial reaction was yes, because mostly because to do the work that we do and to do it virtually, it, that is a challenge. Like you have to be extremely present, even though we've done that a lot. I have every single client and every single interaction and every single personal interaction for a lot of people, for a lot of people in my life, besides my daughter, be that virtual. That takes so much presence and energy to be that present. So that has been a huge change, actually. It does. Yeah. Yeah. You have, I would say that. I've noticed that in you. It's been big. It's been big. And I appreciate it. I feel like that's shifted something in me that maybe I didn't realize needed to be shifted that direction, that now I notice it even in my personal interactions when I'm in person too, I notice it. Yeah. Well, it's what you mentioned, I think about, you know, you're going to trust your instinct not to explore 2020, but (laughs) when it's hard, let it go. I think, I do think that is true. Like 2020, uh, the bitch that it was is like, man, if you ever held on to anything tightly before and that didn't loosen your grip, I don't know what will. <laughs> There's no hope. <laughs> like, there is no, I don't know. Like, I'm so proud of the way we've moved through this individually as a team and as a business. And I think that's the biggest part of it is that we all were able to be fluid. Right. <laughs> Even in the midst of fear and all that, like just to continue to be present and fluid, present and fluid, like, wow. Mm-hmm. Agreed. It makes me wonder what, what might have been possible without all the hard space or if, or if we would have even had all the growth without it. I don't know. It's just, who knows? We'll never know. But mm-hmm. So 
Are we done with 2020? Was that that the closure? That was enough. I'm so, so done. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. Talk about 2021. We've already talked a lot as a team even already about 2021. (sighs) We have. It's been fun. Yeah. How do you want your relationship with yourself to change next year? Oh, I'm so glad you started out with that one. I thought you were going to start out with a really light one. <laughs> you know, you know, I like to just really, you know, give you a big softball out of the gate. And I asked that because I feel like last year more than ever, I don't know about everyone else in the world, but I feel like I got to know myself a lot better yeah. than I maybe had in the past and what I was capable of, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm sort of wondering about, in your own personal relationship with yourself, what you may change, shift, hold on to? You know, it's so interesting to think about it this way, but that question is reminding me how you and I have taught, which I know we're going to talk about probably today, is this journey of racial understanding I've been on, like where you have to understand a bunch of stuff before you can accept anything. So... Gosh, 2020 for me, I feel like I knew myself pretty well. I mean, I God, I hope I do. As much as I spend time on that for years, have really doing all that internal exploration. So for me, it's more mirrored the same journey I've had with my self-education around race. And what I mean by that is I didn't get to necessarily know myself better this year. I'm sure I did in some ways. But what strikes me is I really accepted myself more than any other year I have. Mm. So things like being at home, like I always knew I needed time alone to think, reset, refuel. This year, having so much time to do it, rarely was it ever too much. So I got to learn some lessons about that for myself and just accept it, not fight it. How do I hold on to that going into the next year? Mm -hmm. So I think acceptance of that acceptance of what I need to take to take good care of myself rather than make that last or not matter or not acknowledge it. So I think I've, my learning has been more around that acceptance. How about you? Interesting. Sort of along the same vein, we've talked about this a lot recently. Actually, I just talked about it on a Zoom call with friends last night too. And that is that I don't have a lot of allies in my head. Mm-hmm. And that has become abundantly clear as I've spent a lot of time alone. Mm. That I have a lot of external support on the kind of person I am and those kinds of messages from my friends, my family, the people I love. But in my head, I I don't have that voice. And it's really sad. So just trying to figure out how to make that at least part of the chorus feels like the work I need to do. Like there's got to be someone in there that's like, hey, you know, you can just give yourself grace about that, which was very surprising to me. You know, me too. I bet it's surprising to anyone who knows you to hear this. Maybe, maybe. And I think because you are so fierce, I mean, your normal state is a pretty high positive, let's do this, go for, I mean, I always say you're my, you're my fierce courage warrior. (laughs) It's not me. It's I call you the crazy idea and you're like, why wouldn't we do that? <laughs> so it is surprising to hear that from you. I mean, I've known that about you since you revealed it, but I think it makes sense that it's surprising. When it comes to me personally, my decisions, my own stuff, it's easy for me to support and champion other people. I'm, 
A lot of my friends have that experience, especially when I don't, they don't even ask me to, to be very clear. I've also learned that this year. I provide a lot of warrioring, even when it's not asked for, but I don't do it for myself. So that's going to shift, isn't it? Mm-hmm, it is. Look out world. Look out 2021. Right. What do you want to most impact in 2021? I don't mean a goal or any of that BS. I just mean, what do you want to most impact? This is going to, this is going to sound general, but it really isn't in my head. And that is any system I'm in. And to get more specific about that, what that means to me is to be brave enough that whether it's with a group of friends or whether it's with a client or whether it's in a family situation or even a public situation that if I see something that's an injustice, that's especially to your point about race, about whatever it is that I actually speak up about it and point it out and use my voice. There's so many times where I just, I don't want to bother. I don't want to put my energy into it. And you know what? That's a luxury and a privilege. And I've learned that this year <laughs> through a lot of hard conversations and learning. And I just, I don't want to be, you know, the good girl in the room and, you know, who thinks about it afterwards and knows that I could have spoken up and didn't. And that needs to change. I just, I'm tired of making everyone else comfortable. Oh, God. I wish we had a mic to throw down. <laughs> Yeah, where's Kent's microphones when we need them? Man, that is a powerful answer. I notice choosing my own discomfort over other people's. Thanks, Sherry. You're welcome. (laughs) Here to help. I would say ditto to that answer, not to just copy you. I just love what you just said. Like, it's not about comfort. I was telling you, I think my word for the year 2021 is amplify. I think that's another form of that, right? Because I'm so proud of the impact we have already. I find so much meaning in it. I love who and how and what we get to do. But I think for 2021, what I want to most impact is maybe me. I feel like if I would do a better job of taking care of myself, I could increase all that impact. How so? Taking care of yourself, how so? Well, I think all this acceptance I've learned this year now is the year for action. So I know that about myself. So how am I going to act on it? If I've really accepted that, then, for example, I in 2021, I want to impact my self-care by having as much time alone as I freaking need and not explaining it to anybody. Right. I want to take better care, be more intentional about my physical body. Because I think if I would just grant myself that space to take those actions, I would amplify my impact everywhere. Because I think... In 2020, like 2020 took, as we talked about, right, so much energy, mm-hmm. the kind of energy that's constantly robbing from you when you're not even conscious of it. That's how right. I think. It's like a monster constantly grabbing at your back. Where 2021, I think, is going to, my vision for us, I hope, is it's more that pulling you forward. Like you want to go, you want to, you're ready to burst out. We've all been in this pandemic bubble. We're ready to travel, ready to go experience, ready, ready to hug each other. Right. <laughs> Right. And I don't want that to become the new thing I'm battling. Mm-hmm. I don't want all that momentum to happen at my expense this time. Right. 
where I have led it in the past, not because I'm a martyr, because I was having a blast and it was fun. Well, I'm now 52 and things are just different. So I, I'm going to let myself be different next year. I love that. You're going to hold me to it. I know you're going to be my accountability ally. Okay. I love that image of being pulled forward. I was thinking like, to my, and, you know, in my visual about 2021, like finally getting, being able to like burst out of the gate, but to actually have like the momentum of someone pulling you, like getting whipped in roller derby. That's what I'm thinking about. Yes. Yeah. As a team, like our team is so incredible right now and it's grown so much. And mm-hmm. I just feel like, that momentum from that team alone. I and mean, my God, there's a million things we could do and do really well and have great success with, but we can't do it all, right? Like, it's fun to have choices. The problem is you and I both love doing everything. <laughs> that is a problem. <laughs> it's, and it's a great problem opportunity, right? I think there's a ton of momentum. And, and I say that with a lot of humility because I know so many people aren't in that position. And I hate that. And, and the way I want to counter that is by bringing more positivity forward and not have that weigh us down. Like, how can we lift others up? Right, exactly. That's it's such a great opportunity for us to do that. Here's my next question for you. I'm having a hard time choosing. I made such a long list for 2021. Oh my God, this is so great. How are you going to have fun this year? Mm. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, you know, I had to bring it up. How long was your list of fun? <laughs> it's long. As a seven. I know. It's so long. Well, one, we're going to Italy. For sure. That's a given. That's going to be a freaking blast. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have some pretty exquisite family vacations that were postponed last year that I'm going to super enjoy this year. Just I've missed that deep immersion with my blood folks. Mm-hmm. I'm going to really enjoy my great nieces this, this year. I've missed getting to know them, looking at them on my wall here. Mm -hmm. That's not to say my first string of nieces and nephews are chopped liver. I mean, they kind of are. The babies win. (laughs) Yeah, thanks Uh, for that caveat. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's the little moments that I want to have fun with. Like, I hope, I'm going to hold myself accountable to this, but I hope I no longer take for granted meeting friends for an incredible dinner and drinks. Simple things. Mm -hmm. Or that I can walk into your house, hug you, and sit on your couch and not worry if we're infecting each other. Right. So for me, I think it's, yes, there's certainly travel. I've missed that big moments, but it's, it's a being very intentional around those small moments and really savoring them when we get them back. Such a great point. Such a great point. I think it's, that's, that, that rings so true with me that I used to, that was such a part of my everyday life, just going to dinner and having drinks and just sitting at a bar with someone talking, but I didn't let immerse myself in that, right? And just be in that moment and enjoy every minute of it. Yeah. I want that momentum, that forward motion. I want to run that, not have it run me. Oh, yeah. I don't want my schedule to run me again. And I felt like before 2020, like, you know me, like I've had a pretty integrated life, but it's amazing how much I was still run by my schedule. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't, I want to run my schedule this year and not have it run me. So what's on your fun list? I know it's long. I don't know. I, you know, some of the things that I'm including on there have to do with 
exploring because <laughs> I keep telling people one of the shocking things about this pandemic for me is that, well, I thought I had this sort of big life, which maybe that was all wrapped up in travel, that it turns out my hobbies are eating out and shopping because that's really what I wasn't doing during the pandemic. And, you know, I, I haven't for a long time tried something new. And even if it's small, I already signed up for a, a welding, sculpture welding class. That is so awesome. Like a one day, little oh. one day class. Minneapolis Art Center, anyone who's interested. Um, yeah, just to do things like that, like to learn and explore, to see if there's something new that I might enjoy. To play tennis again. My friend Laura and I were talking about that. We're like, we were on the tennis team together. Why don't we play tennis? Like we weren't, you know, we didn't hate it. We loved it. And just to start doing some of those things that I know I enjoy. And I'm like, I don't know what had taken over in my life. Just even, just even rediscovering that fun that my daughter and I have taken a walk cool. around the neighborhood. We have this, like we have so many inside jokes from our walks in quarantine. One of them was we came upon at night, these two boys who were digging in the canal, which by the way, so many people were in the canal during COVID. It was so hilarious. Like I'd never seen a human being in the canal ever. And there were people like, how do It was the weirdest thing. But these two boys were digging in the, in one night and you don't have a conversation in your head first. And then like something else comes out. I was thinking to myself as we were walking, I wonder what they're looking for. Oh, I bet it's frogs. And I just said to them, frogs? And they looked at me, they're like, no turtles. And my daughter laughs about every once in a while, she'll turn to me and go, frogs? <laughs> like that's our inside joke. <laughs> so just those little moments and embracing that, those little things as really fun. Uh, I have so many of those things that I'm going to use my, my downtime to do. So true. I'm not going to seek out any learning in 2021. <laughs> Gee, I can't imagine. That. I'm not. I'm going to finish this colossal undertaking I've chosen that started this past fall and we'll go to October. And then I'll learn from life, of course. <laughs> but I'm going to live vicariously through you and your welding and all your new excursions this year. How about that? Perfect. Excellent. Awesome. Love it. I am going to learn how to enjoy all the bourbon bottles I've been saving up that I have refused to drink and open while I'm sitting here in my house. So I'm going to enjoy those things too. So I think what everyone just heard is there's going to be a big bourbon tasting at Sherry's house at yes. some point in 2021. Yes. Yes. That was awesome. Yeah. I think I just, you know, I hated like, you know, Christmas, especially for, we've talked about this with our parents so many traditions got way late this year. That's like the first time ever something didn't happen or, you know, we've got, we've had got our own with our friends that we didn't do this year. And so I was sad about those. They happened, but then I'm like, you know, that's a new opportunity to create new ones. What do we want to do differently? Maybe we don't want some of those. Maybe we're just doing those because they were expected. I don't know. So it's kind of fun to explore all that too. Yeah. Okay. Here's a question. So, you know, you touched on this briefly and, I want to talk a little bit more about this, given the the racial journey that you've been on and I've been on this year. How do you see that playing out in 2021, given some of the things that we've been talking about, what we've got planned? How do you envision that? Well, I think you and I both would say our learning will continue. We're just beginning mm -hmm. that journey. I feel like we've made a lot of progress, but I feel like the more we learn, the more we know we have to learn. It's one of those things. 
I think one of the ways it's going to play out is, you know, we're excited that at the beginning of the year, we're going to be kicking off this series on our podcast called Fight Forward. And we're going to have some really incredibly powerful power to leaders talking about different elements of racial inequity and injustice. And I'm super excited to explore that and super scared to do so too. Yeah. Scared because you and I know we mess up a lot as we're learning. So I'm, I think, you know, that's one powerful way we can not just support our learning, but again, amplify and share that particularly to other white men and women, particularly white leaders in any seat of power they're in. That's important, I think, for us to do. What do you think about that? Are you excited about that podcast series before I... I am. And I, I'm glad that you mentioned being scared because <laughs> I also am about that. Because I think something that I know about myself and what I've learned this year about racism and being anti-racist and, and having a lot of hard conversations with my own sister who's mixed is that I spent a lot of time not talking about things and not dealing with things because I was afraid of getting it wrong. Yes. And it's just, it's part of the process. I just, I have to embrace that messiness and discomfort again, just with everything, being able to say it and have the conversation, even if I do it quote unquote wrong, you know, my, my get it right muscles real big. And it's not going to be something I get right. It's not something I get right soon. And it's not going to be something that's easy. Love that. Yeah. That's a huge learning for me. And I think that going into those podcasts, if there's that trepidation that I might say something wrong or ask something, a question that's wrong or I don't know, but I'm just, I'm willing to do it because I think it's so important. Oh man. Me too. Me too. It's really incredible. I mean, to me, I think that is one of the ghosts of the pandemic, if we can call it such a thing, is the awakening of just how unjust so many systems in our society are. I don't, I'll speak for me. I don't know why I didn't notice it, or maybe I noticed it, but didn't take action. I don't know what got in the way of that. Maybe it was my own courage. And But being in our houses, forced to see it literally and deal with it, I think was a game changer. I hope it's an inflection point none of us turn back from. Mm -hmm. so my hope is in 2021, we aren't the only ones continuing down this path that this, that we don't start going back to complacency, you know? Yeah. I know we'll hold each other accountable to that. So, yeah. So yeah, so the podcast, I think, is going to be a big area of creativity for us, a scary and courageous one, and really, I think, powerful one to share with others. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited about some of the work we're doing and in some of the written pieces, and I'm really excited about being able to talk in a future podcast about particular, very focused effort and body of work that we're, we're going to be launching this year. So yeah. I felt really inspired by all of that. I felt overwhelmed by it too. That's just kind of where we are right now. That when you don't know what you don't know, it is overwhelming. We got to just keep going. Right. That's such a great description. You don't know what you don't know. And I think, I know for me too, not being able to unsee it. Yes. You know, it's well, just where it's too uncomfortable to try to go, to try to not see it anymore or to try to ignore it. But to your point, I don't know what my, what my story is about my blindness to it, but to actually get such a great grip on how pervasive it is and how I've benefited from it so much. So that's why I didn't have to see it. Right. And 
to not be able to unsee how much of the problem that I am. And honestly, just to live in a system that's designed to work this way. Right. I feel zero guilt about trying to tear anything down because it's just designed to serve people that are very, very narrow swath of people. And I just frankly don't believe that this country was founded for that. I mean, it's what we, what we say we were not founded for in action. It was actually designed for a certain amount of people for a very small select group of people. But I just think it can be different. I just, I believe it can be. And I believe this is a social experiment that's, it's finally gonna, gonna do that. Yeah, I agree too. I think we're seeing the change. I mean, look at the change in you and I and our team. Look at the paths we're going down and the things are changing. Look at our internship program, which I'm so proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, those may seem like small actions and in the overall scheme of things they are, but that's how change always happens. And I felt really excited about the actions we're going to take next year to make our own dent in this, dismantling the system, as you said. I think it has to be dismantled. And it doesn't mean the people in it are bad. It means the system is. I mean, right. as someone who's in the system, you know, we do systems work all the time. And so oftentimes when you and I talk about this, people around us will say, well, gosh, it's not, you know, people aren't all bad. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the system. Mm-hmm. I do think there's a lot of ignorance in the system myself included. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about that. I hate, I hate that that work has to be done. Yeah. And I, I also feel committed to doing it. I I have to add to that, that while I also agree that there's a lot of ignorance in the system, I feel like there's also a lot of fear. Oh gosh. Right. And that's, I think that's hard too. It's hard for me. It frustrates me actually. Maybe that's the right word. When I see that, that, that fear of what will happen, you know, when you think of, sorry, white guys, but you know, when it's that, that fear of what happens if there's more equity or parity, like, why would there be fear about that? You know, it's just, it's, it's odd to me. It's sad to me, but that's what I see even more than ignorance. I think people know a lot, but they have a lot of fear about what that would look like. My opinion too. All I know, I mean, I'm an, I'm an athlete at heart, thanks to my older brothers. And all I think about is when the playing field is even, you finally have a real competition. And real competition can be scary for some people. Yeah. Even if you didn't intentionally know you had an advantage, but now you do and your advantage being taken away, that is scary. Yeah. That's but, a great analogy, Sherry. That's a really good analogy, actually. Makes sense. I actually think it's progress to acknowledge the fear. That's a step further than we were five years ago. Yeah. Where there wasn't even enough change to cause fear. I think the fact that fear is existing actually means there's enough change to be causing it. So I find that hopeful. Mm -hmm. And we get the privilege of working with so many diverse people, but particularly white guys in seats of power who we know value the same things we do. That gives me hope. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, Who are equally scared to do the wrong thing. And, you know, just like you and I said, didn't take action. I'm not giving excuses. I'm just saying it's a reality that when you're scared, you're going to do the wrong thing. You most often choose doing the same thing. Right. Or nothing. When you start to unlock the possibilities there and give permission to get everything wrong in the short run to get it right or more right in the long run, a lot of really cool things can happen when we get to see that in the work we do. Exactly. So that gives me great hope. And honestly, you and I both said this, but 
even the women we've talked to on the podcast or who have been such influencers and great sages this year are Black women. And my God, if I ever falter, all I have to do is call one of them. And then I just feel like I'm totally uplifted. I mean, I just don't know well of grace deeper than the ones they have. It's really astounding to me. Do you find that? Oh, yeah. I mean, and the word you used astounding is the exact word I would use as well. It is astounding. I mean, if I ever feel like I want to falter or rest, I just connect with one of those badasses and I'm like, mm-hmm. you're right. I can totally do this. This is my work to do. I'm good. I can fight forward. Yep, exactly. So Al, as we think about the Fight Forward series and the podcast, it's amazing to me to think that we actually started this in 2018 and that this podcast together was one of our first experiments. Mm-hmm. Base. It was. So then we moved through 2019. We had some really powerful conversations with incredible people. We had all these hopes and dreams for it in 2020 and the pandemic hit. We had to regroup around a bunch of different things for Bloombase. And now as we look to 2021, what do you want this power to podcast to be? Or how are you even just holding it right now? What's your wish for it? Right. I just really feel like there's so many conversations and so many topics that we, that we want to give voice to. Like the idea that someone would want to listen to this and would be interested in what we have to say is fantastic and a great byproduct or that they might take something, you know, think about a question we ask and, you know, think about that for their own life. Awesome. But I don't want to do anything to get somewhere. Like I want to have the authentic conversations that we think are important and that we believe in so deeply and that we feel are necessary and that we want to amplify someone's voice on something in a way that maybe hasn't been before or is still important to keep reinforcing. I just want to keep doing that impactful work around what need, what we think, you know, what, what we believe needs to be out in the world. And whether that's something that's really, that's a tough topic like race and racism and anti-racism that might be hard to hear, or whether it's something that's joyful and needs to be celebrated. Like all of those things, all of those things beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's a great medium for that. And I think that, I think we have a lot to say, and I think that we believe really deeply in all the things we talk about. I love that. I don't have anything to add to that. Wow. Okay. So as we head into 2021, the next series of our podcast is going to be under the banner of Power to Fight Forward. And it's going to be our series on powerful women of color in very specific areas that we're going to unpack some of the systematic biases, injustices, privilege, unprivileged areas around education, around corporate America and healthcare. And it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be messy. It's going to be, what else? What else do you anticipate it might be for you and for me? I, I just hope it change, changes hearts and minds, even if that change is just a new opening to less ignorance. Yeah. Really, for our white, our white people, our white men and women, we, we got to pick up the work here. We've got we to gotta own our part in this. So yeah. 
So yeah, as you as you were listening and you close out 2020, we hope you close it out with a deep exhale or any kind of reflection that serves you. There's no judgment here. And as you look to 2021, we hope you'll join us on our journey as we explore more ways to have power too.